following podcast is scheduled for one fall. Hailing from the Pro Wrestling Tees headquarters in Chicago, Illinois, they are your hosts of the PWT cast, Scrub and Bank! Bang Bang, what is up you guys? Welcome to episode 95 of the PWT cast. My name is Scrum. This is, this is, of course, the official podcast of Pro Wrestling Tees. We bring you brand new episodes every Monday for free uh, right here on this very feed. If this is your first time listening, welcome. Go back and check out some of our past episodes. Uh, there's plenty of episodes with people who work here at Pro Wrestling Tees, such as Matt Nix, Frank Spahick, uh, and then we've Mark Villanueva. Shout out, Mark. It was his birthday this week, and uh, he got a nice birthday shout out from Hangman Page. Uh which was awesome because Mark himself is the hangman page of pro wrestling tees. Uh, what that means, I don't know, but that's him. Uh, and then we have, you know, past episodes with wrestlers such as uh, the Young Bucks, Matt Cardona, uh, Effie, Brody King, Colt Cabana, Hornswoggle, Ethan Page, uh, Vicky Guerrero, a bunch of fun episodes of those you can check out, as well as uh, we have a Patreon. Uh, this week we're dropping an episode of Go Go Scrump and Stank, as well as an episode of Scrump and Stank's uh family video where we talk about the mummy which is is awesome like we finally got the chance to talk about the mummy and uh it, i was actually i was going to go back and because we we talk a fair bit about the sequels without actually like going into the sequels um yeah. i was going to go and watch the third one because that is one that we kind of all were like oh yeah I think oh yeah, that exists. Yeah, <laughs> I think we've seen it. Then I was like, nah, I'm okay. And then I was actually gonna watch the Tom Cruise one, but also I was just like, nah, fuck that. I'm like, I don't, know. I'm not, I'm not ready for this Tom Cruise one just yet. Like, I'm sure at some point I'll watch it. Um, but yeah, you know that's uh, patreon.com forward slash pwtcast. You can go ahead and, and listen to that over there. And uh, Dave, th- there was a return this week. Um, if anybody follows you over on Instagram, it was a return of the taxidermy mouse. Yes, I. Uh, people, when it, when I, when people were able to come in the shop and, and starting to happen again now, and if you were a, f- a friend of the show, inevitably people would come and say, "Let me see that mouse. Let me get. Let me let me get a piece of that mouse." And now I got two mice, and so. Um, we were we were blessed to have the hardcore legend himself, Mick Foley, come to the shop. Uh, he was doing some stuff for us behind the scenes uh, that you'll see in the future. But um, we pretty much got to spend two days with him. I mean, everyone in the shop was, uh, you know, there, there's there's jaded old vets like me and you, Berto, where you know we play it cool and we say, hey, what's going on, Mick? How you doing? And then of course we've got all the all the fresh fish in the back doing drive-bys and kind of hovering around and being like, hi, Mr. Foley, I'm your big fan. And we got a lot of that, and he got a kick out of that. Um, But last time he was there, I didn't get a photo with him because I didn't want to bug him, and I just kept thinking, well, I'll tell you, Frank came in, and and of course Frank is, he's not starstruck at all by any wrestlers because he doesn't know anything about wrestling. (laughs) He's just kind of hanging in there, and Mick Foley's holding court, as he he pretty much did all day when I was there. And I get Frank's attention. I was like, hey, and he's like, what? I was like, and then I was pointing at my Mickey Mouse. I was like, I'm going to ask him to take a picture with my mouse. And he's like, don't do it. <laughs> and I was like, what? He's like, don't make him touch that disgusting mouse. I was like, I'm going to do it. I don't care what you say. And so he left the room. And I was like, I was getting ready to leave. And I was like, hey, Mick, 
Um, man, I really appreciate you being here. It's nice to finally see you again. Um, I do have a weird photo op opportunity for you. He's like, he's like, what? What is it? And I showed him my Mickey Mouse taxidermy mouse, the thing that started it all. And I said, well, I've got this taxidermied mouse, and he's Mickey and you're Mick, and I figured it would be great to get a picture of Mick and Mickey. And I was like, I would like for you to hold it if you feel comfortable and maybe just have a look of utter disgust, and then I'll be smiling in the background. It'll be funny. And so he goes, wait, that's a real mouse? I said, yeah. He's like, it's adorable. (laughs) I said, really? And he goes, it's not weird at all. You're talking to a guy who, when his dog died, I had him freeze-dried, so – uh, if you don't mind, I, I'd like to convey joy in the picture. I was like, have at it. And so we got this really good picture. We're all smiling and laughing. And uh, he was uh, stoked to hold my mouse. So <laughs> one of my and, favorite and, things and, ever. <laughs> you know, usually Annie's the only one who holds your mouse. But, yeah. uh, you know, shout out, make No, th- see, the th- it's funny you mentioned that because it's like, so it, it used to just be a thing where wrestlers were at the shop um again doing stuff for us um and in in this case it's it's usually when it's funny it's usually whenever there's like an older legend it actually it's pretty much happened mostly with mcfoley where you have one hour tease um where people don't really recognize people don't really care about wrestling up front in front of one hour tees. Like there's some people who are just like older fans who are just like, Oh yeah, yeah. yeah I remember this person or that, but they, they don't follow, you know, like I could go over there and, and, and start talking new wrestling to them and they would, I might as well be speaking Japanese. Um, yeah. but every now and then, like, you know, when like a McFoley comes in it, it's, everyone's just like, Oh shit. Oh my God. That's, that's McFoley. Oh my God. Um, like yeah. I remember the same happened when Scott Hall came in, when like RVDs come in, you know, again, there's just, there's those, those older names that when they come in with Jericho came in that people recognize and just like, Oh my God. And Mick Foley is genuinely like the nicest, one of the nicest people. So sweet. When, not, not even just wrestlers. One of the nicest people I've ever met. And like, yeah. as, as far as wrestlers also just one of the nicest wrestlers. Like there was a lot of that. Like I, so, um, WrestleMania 22, was the last WrestleMania here in Chicago? I don't. And I, I think I talked about it with you, but I'm, I'll talk. So sorry yeah. again. Um, sorry. Last WrestleMania here in Chicago, like right before they switched over to Giant Stadiums, um, and that was like peak me being a wrestling fan. Like I started watching the year before, so it was a peak me being a wrestling fan. I'm like, oh my god, it's gonna be here. Can we go? And my parents were like, no, we're poor. And it's like, oh okay. Um, and my uncle. Like he was, I guess this like closeted wrestling fan, but never really talked about it. But once my sister and I got like super into it, he got like super into it. So him and his buddy would, would they would go to like, um, you know, to wrestling events, and of course they go to that year's WrestleMania. Um, at that WrestleMania, my uncle because my uncle wasn't able to take you know me or my sister, um, he he bought us like the commemorative shirts, of course. But what he had also bought was he bought me the, like if you go to WrestleMania they'll sell like the, like football jerseys or baseball jerseys, you know say like WrestleMania on them with whatever the you know numbers for that year that year of course twenty two. Right, right. Last year, yeah, it was last year around this time. Um, I went to my uncle's house and he was like, "Oh, look here, like I you know, I've completely forgot to give this to you. I've had this forever, you know, like I I got this for you, like I it, it should fit." 
but it was always more so one of those like, oh, this is much more of like a commemorative thing for me because right. my uncle, of course, like I love him. He's he's like a second dad to me, and it's just like, oh, this guy got me this, you know, 12, 13 years ago and just like held on to it. Um, but with McFoley being there, I was just like, wait, I was like, him versus Edge at WrestleMania 22, legitimately one of my favorite wrestling matches. I was yeah. like, I was like, the guy is here. I'm going to get him to fucking sign it. And I was like, again, I'm, I'm someone who with wrestlers just depends who it is. Like I'm, I'm typically not that shy, you know, right. like I'm, I'm just like, I'm just used to being around them either by yeah, partially, like, yeah, partially you're doing, you know, the business side of stuff with them. You're like, here's your shirts or what well, let me take your order, stuff like that. Yeah. Very much things like that. Or like when, when Nick would let us, you know, backstage at a freelance show or we're like at an AAW, or AEW, AEW show, you know, like it's just, you got to learn how to be cool and, and play you cool. Yeah. Exactly. You know, it's just like, Hey, how's it going? You don't want to be like, Oh my God, John Moxie. I love you. Like, no, never. Like, I would, you know, um, but on Mick Foley, I was just like, I was so, I was actually like really nervous because it's much like you mentioned, everyone is just hovering around. Everyone's coming by. Everyone's like, did you see Mick Foley? Oh my God, I'm so nervous. And it was like a little fun of like, just go up to him and ask him for a picture. Like, oh, I, I can't do that. I can't do that. And it's like, well, all right. He's, he's not going to ask you if you want to take a picture. So you're, you know, like it's, it's best you just ask him, but, uh, like eventually, uh, like, Julio was helping him with whatever it was that he was doing. At some point, Frank had to take over and Frank had some stuff he was getting signed. So I was like, here's like, can you just have him sign this too? Because I was like, I was busy doing other stuff. Uh, and he, I did get it signed and I'm just like, sweet. I got to get Lita, which should be like, um, an easy, she does a lot of like conventions and stuff. Edge is the third person in that match that, <sighs> I don't know. I don't know how I'm going to get that signature. I'll find a way, you know, like it's very much like if I got to go to one of those like fucking fan access events and pay money to like get a signature, I'll do it just because it's like, you got to, I got to. Yeah. But if any of you guys have actually been to the shop or seen pictures like Ryan's posted, he, he has these like, um, this company, they're called like wall stars. I believe they do these like awesome awesome fucking framing so i want to get that framed as well as like i have this last year for my birthday i bought myself it was a, a clerk's it was like an uh a clerk's hockey jersey that was autographed by everyone in the cast and that i've also wanted to put up in display because i mean it was kind of expensive and right now it's just sitting in a box because i have nothing else to do with it um but yeah no like mick foley just one of the nicest people you know like and it was one of those things where like everywhere because he was so busy and like he was at the shop for most of the day and then afterwards like he had other stuff he was doing in chicago like we didn't get the chance to ask him to be on the show and it's like you know he's been at the shop before doing stuff and again it's like he's there you know signing things yeah. and, and doing all the stuff that it's hard to be like hey once you're done signing that like do you want to sit down and like you know record again because like literally like he finishes his work and then he's like all right i've got like the rest of the day planned i'm doing you know x y and z because i mean he's basically on vacation so like as much as we would have liked to have had him on the podcast this is a busy man mcfoley other yeah yeah, but no, yeah, he's a super nice guy. Like, um, just 
it, when it's one of those things too where uh so we'll usually take pictures with wrestlers and you guys would have seen the pictures we are anyone who works at pro wrestling tees was in the picture posted it like it was one of those things where there's oh, jacob one of the guys that works with us he was like oh well, we're gonna take a picture with mcfoley because he and a few of the people do what's called fashion friday and i was like you guys all have to dress like mcfoley um but there were some people who were in that picture who were like, no, I don't like wrestling, but rush to get a picture with McFoley is all I'm going to say, fake fans. Um, I was like, yeah, you guys got to wear the red flannel and get a McFoley t-shirt, you know? Like, you got to dress like McFoley. Um, they didn't. But regardless, they were getting a photo with McFoley. And what would have, what's normally like six people, it was like third, it was like 20 people in this picture that we took with McFoley. Uh just because again it's like it again it goes to show you how like how popular mcfoley is with like everyone in the shop like you know everyone was like rushing to go get in this giant group photo and it's definitely definitely one of those things where um as jaded as we can be about wrestling sometimes where it's just like oh enough of it you know like once you see how the sausage is made you don't want a hot dog especially not two charbroiled dogs because then you get heartburn because you're old and you can't eat them like you used to, um, but no, it was- I do. I do gotta. I do gotta say for Mick Foley too. Like, so he was in like, I call it the the pro wrestling tease room because you know there's the back, the printers, and the shipping, and then there's one hour tease, and then there's like, you know, we do all the, like the site stuff on the pro wrestling tease side, and he's in there with us. They got a nice table set up, and you know, Julio got to he got to be his feeder. You know, he's handing him stuff to sign, so it goes smoothly, and you know. One, we're trying not to act like marks, so we're being respectful and not just peppering him with stuff. But also, like we're very busy because you know we're, we're getting ready for uh, a Memorial Day sale, and you know we, we dropped a New Jack Micro Brawler and all that stuff. <laughs> and I think he was genuinely like, "Why are you guys not talking to me a lot?" So he was like bringing stuff up. He was talking about like Motley Crue and. Uh, you know, hey, he's like, hey, you guys like Cobra Kai? So we're talking about Cobra Kai. Um, it was just, he was so affable and so generous with his time and with his personality. And, you know, they, you could tell, like, he's just running through these autographs and you could tell he's he's kind of getting tired a little bit. And he's like, hey, he's like, uh, I got a little blow, low blood sugar. Can someone grab me something from 7 Eleven? We're like, yeah. Um, that was cool. He, he actually thought by, he, he wondered how I got Shockmaster's helmet. And I was like, oh, that's not the real thing. I made that. He's like, you made that? I was like, yeah. So he really liked my helmet. I was pretty stoked about that. But um, yeah, it was great having him there. Nothing but good vibes. And let me tell you, and you can attest to this, Berto, we've had some people in the store and you could tell they were there just to make their money and bounce out. Right? Yeah. And, and there's no, there's, nothing against that that you're in the you're in the business of wrestling to make money right it's a business but um every now and again you'll get that diamond in the rough that jewel that uh, is just as cool if not cooler in real life than he was on tv so uh, shout out mick foley you, you made a lot of people's day um and speaking of pe- making people's day chris eastwood <laughs> our store's like number one fan who now works there he came prepared with with a whole bunch of shit to get autographed. That that dude loves getting autographs. It's funny because like you mentioned with with uh, like with meeting wrestlers and stuff like that. Um, it's just it's like I'm just more used to it at conventions almost, where like you never know what you're gonna get with these people. You know? Yeah. 
because it is always like hit or miss. Like I've had even my fair share of interactions with just random celebs and like, you know, just going up there, either like say hello, get a picture from them and stuff. Like it just, honestly, it depends like what mood they're in that day. Like, yeah, I remember so, you're either like cattle in a line and they're like moving through or you, you get some genuine time with them. I remember that it was maybe like two or three years ago where Nick Metnix was in Joey Janela's spring break. He was in like their clusterfuck battle royale and he was doing like a skit that whole weekend where he was filming himself in gear, like going out to people like, hey, do you think I should be booked uh, Joey Janela's spring break? And people were just like, no, no. Um, and he convinced Chris Sabat, oh, yeah. I believe is the guy, the guy who voices Vegeta. Yeah, uh, Sabat or Sabin, something like that. Yeah, Chris Sabat, I think maybe Sabat. Yeah, yeah. So he he reached out to him on Twitter and he was just like, "Hey, would you mind like participating in this like little skit with me?" And he was like, "Yeah, sure." And what Nick thought was just going to be him like going up to his table and then like doing this skit, like turned into like an actual like, "No, no, no, this is what we're going to do." And like a whole bit that they recorded and like it turned out like so it was just like the most amazing thing to him and you know not to like make it all about me, but then like you contrast to like my experience with like I mentioned with Jason David Frank who plays Tommy, the green power ranger. And it was just like, you know, a complete 180. And it's just honestly how you, you know, it depends how you find the people. Like I've had people from working, especially too, with like CM Punk at, at these conventions, like people will come up. There are some people who are the the nicest people. They have nothing but the utmost respect for this man and, you know, are very nice and respectful. And then you have your shitheads who are just like, Hey Phil, what's up? Are you gonna Phil, Hey uh, Phil, when you gonna when are you gonna come back and wrestle? Like, oh uh, yeah, you you're gonna be at AEW, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, like, shut yeah. up. Yeah, it's like there's there's ways to approach wrestlers and like you know, some some people are just shitheads. And you can't yeah. really control that. But it's it, to me, you know, again, having seen so many of these interactions, it's always cool when a wrestler is just genuinely like nice to, you know, yeah. to their fans. And we see a lot of that, especially to like, you know, we have like the autograph signings, like at the shop as well. Like, again, very few, if any, have I been like, oh, check out this guy. Like, I remember when Naito was there, uh, he was he took so much time with every person that like Frank had to drive him because uh, to like the AAW show that he was at later, because I think it was like Mike Elgin who was, tri- who was supposed to be taking him there was like, I got, I got to be at the show for like, you know, like we're supposed to be there for bell time or whatever. And Naito was like, no, 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 no. I'm going to like, there's X amount of people here. I'm going to, you know, he was going to take his time with everyone. And he did. And that's always, that's always like awesome and, and appreciated. Uh, well, Frank, Frank always tells the story about Naito in that speaking about how humble he is um you know this is right when he was getting like really hot right and then um he got a lot of people and then he he, we were talking about or they were talking about how popular he was he's like oh no I'm not popular Okada number one and then like no no you're you're very very popular he was just very self-effacing and same thing with Okada you know you have that story where you took him to you know, the all out party. And he's like, Oh, these people aren't here for me. It's like, yes. You know, like the, the humility, especially combined with how awesome they are, you know, in modern day wrestling, it's very refreshing to see that. Uh, Definitely. So, and like, honestly, like those kind of interactions make me excited for like 
conventions again, you yeah. know, like I'm, I'm also like looking for, I'm kind of apprehensive. Like, I don't know about you. Like yesterday, uh, so yesterday I went to the mall with, uh, cause I, I went to go eat ramen with Frank and, and CMT cause I'm Michael Tunick. Uh, and then afterwards we just, we were walking around the mall cause we eat so much. We're like, we gotta walk this off. And like, it wasn't full. Like there was people there. But it wasn't right. full, but it was definitely the most people I've been around in a while. And it was kind of just like, oh, like I, 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 you know, but I definitely think that like, cause I know C2E2 in Chicago, it's, it's still supposed to happen December, I believe is, is when it's supposed to be happening. And like, that was always one of my favorite parts of the year. Like I, like I love just walking around. You know, one, I love walking around and seeing, like, the creativity everyone has and putting together, like, their outfits and costumes. Like, some super detailed. Some people just went to, like, a party city and bought a costume, which, hey, hey that's fine. You know, like, yeah. not all of us have the fucking uh, creativity to, like, sit there and, like, I'm going to I'm gonna build a Batman costume from scratch. Like, some people are just, like, going to go to Party City, pay 50 bucks, and they're Batman, you know? Um, yeah. But also kind of just like walking around, seeing what everyone's selling, uh, you know, seeing the random celebrities there and just it's always fun. And that was one of the things that like I missed this year because, you know, obviously it didn't happen like it. The last one happened like right at the tail end of like things being quote unquote normal. So if it does happen this year, I don't know if we'll do it as like a company. But I definitely um, want to go, you know, myself and be there just because, like, I've I've missed that kind of just like interaction, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. When, when you think about it, that last time that we went, that was right when people were starting to get scared. Yeah, because I remember I I got food poisoning and CM Punk was like, "Oh, you have COVID." And I was like, "Get the fuck away!" We were all very cavalier about it back then too. And also, there there was there's a thing called con crud or yeah con crud where you go there and you just feel sick because everyone's just breathing the same air and like you were very I think you needed intravenous fluids right well so what happened with me was we did the first day of C two E two and then afterwards and it's one it was one of those things where like um, however Frank and I arranged to get paid by Ryan. Uh, we did very well that day until the yeah. point where I was like so excited. came back to the shop and it was, Paul was there and I was like, hey, I was like, dude, let's go get ramen. Cause, uh, Paul and I, we lived together at the time and we would just always go get ramen. Um, and so we went and got ramen at this one place. Uh, he got one thing, I got the other. And like later on that night, I just, I felt like, oh, I just felt like dog shit. And I woke up and I just, I would not stop throwing up. I literally woke up at like three in the morning and just would not like I couldn't hold water down, nothing. So it was one of those things where it's like, okay, well this clearly isn't COVID because like I have food poisoning. And the only right. the only other thing I'd eaten that day was uh we had grilled cheese sandwiches that Michael bought for all of us like at the booth, and then Frank and I each had like a slice of pizza. And Frank, right. nobody else ate those grilled cheeses were sick. Frank obviously wasn't sick from that pizza. So I was like, okay, that ramen. Because even then, Paul and I had different, like, 
bowls, so it wasn't even like it was the exact same thing. Um, right. So I was I was just throwing up my guts nonstop to the point where like I had to text Frank. I was like, I I can't I can't work the event. I was like, I might not even go to the show later. Um, I wind up going to like urgent care and I faint there while I'm like I'm in the room waiting. So they had to like uh, hook me up to an IV because yeah, I was I was so dehydrated that just like. I fucking, you know, like it was because I could not hold water down. It was literally not until maybe like one o'clock that day. And mind you, I'd been up since three. It was until about like one o'clock that day that I could actually hold down liquids. And what sucked the most was it was the same day as Revolution, AEW show. And um, I was like, no, 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 I'll be fine. I'm good. And I was good for like the first hour of the show. But afterwards, it was one of those things where I was just like, I've not slept in over 12 hours. My whole body hurts because I've just been throwing yeah. up nonstop. I can't eat anything. Like, I can just drink these Gatorades. I was like, I just want to go home. But it was a fun show, you know? Yeah. Well, sometimes that's what happens. You, you eat some stuff. You eat, you eat a couple char dogs like today, and uh, you might get rumbly tummy. Yeah, that, that's that's never any fun. <laughs> Um, so I, I mentioned it to you before, before we were talking, if you'd seen, um, army of the dead, the newest, uh, zombie movie starring Dave Batista, what are your thoughts on zombie movies? Cause that was one of the things we were talking about at the shop where like Matt Nix made the comment of, he was like, Oh, he's like, I hate zombie. And I think the common consensus was people just hate the walking dead. Like I full transparency, I've never bothered to watch it just because, I hate fans of that show. Like there's so many people, people were just so like smug about the show in a way yeah. that people are about most shows, but it was one of those things where I was just like, I don't want to watch this show. And I still don't. Um, so I never watched that, but like, you know, Matt Nix was like, Oh, he's like, there's, there's not even any good zombie movies. Is there? And then we all like in within the span of like two minutes of us all naming zombie movies, he immediately changed his mind. He was like, Oh yeah. He goes, I guess I just don't like the walking dead which was like the comic consensus, but like, how do you feel about like zombie movies? Kind of the whole zombie genre as a whole, like post walking dead. Well, so I'll be honest with you. I was a big fan of the walking dead partially because, and you know, I hate to be one of those guys. I was a fan of the comic book first, <laughs> but, um, I really did like it because there, there, there wasn't anything like it on TV at the time in that it was very high production values. Like normally when you get zombie movies, you get everyone going, uh, and it's, you know, it's two hours and it's not long form entertainment. Um, but I did like it. It did get really old, you know, after several seasons of not really going anywhere. Um, as far as zombie stuff as a whole, my very first horror movie was Night of the Living Dead. Like, my uncle was a really big fan of it. Um, so I saw it, I think I was like five, and then I couldn't sleep for like a whole week. I was terrified. Um, so I have I have a weird soft spot for stuff like that. I will say it's been, it's become too much. There's <laughs> just too much zombies. Like, we, you know, we just did a review for The Mummy, and you brought up something really good. It's like, there's just something about like, they don't really make a lot of mummy movies, right? Or even a lot of mummy movies, even in the same franchise, you got tons of vampire stuff, tons of 
werewolves and of course tons and tons and tons of zombies um where you get so much content that not all of it can be good right so um Zack Snyder's first zombie movie what was that Dawn of the Dead Day of the Dead Land of the Dead maybe Land I don't know his first zombie movie superb Shaun of the Dead superb even I would say even though this kind of mixes two genres I'd say I am legend pretty fucking good you know there's zombies but they're really kind of vampires um but that that being said it's really well-worn territory and it's very hard to find something that's refreshing and new and I think you know it used to be you do a zombie thing it's going to be successful because of the walking dead and now I think people see through that, and uh, you know that. And then at the, before that, you had Resident Evil doing really well with the zombie genre, but it's just too, it's too much shit. See, like, <laughs> like I like I I really love Train to Busan. Like I feel like Train that one, was great. Like, listen, Train to Busan definitely something that we got to do during the month of October for these Halloween movie reviews, but it definitely like, it, it was one of those where, I mean, the whole premise is, is simple. There's a zombie outbreak. These people get stuck on a train going to Busan because it's like the outpost where you need to go. The most simple story, but like, there's so much that happens in between that like, Oh, it's just, it's heart wrenching. It's, it's beautifully told. And like, it's different. Like there's no, I'm, I'm sure there will be an abundance of zombie on train movies now you know i think actually i think they're remaking it for americans because god forbid fucking people learn how to read subtitles you know like uh but it's it's one of those things that like okay that was fresh like do some more do something more that's like fresh like 28 days later and 28 weeks later same thing with those where it's just like it was like a fresh twist on the genre and even the, like the Zack Snyder one where they were all stuck in the mall, like, okay, yeah, like, and, and the, like I mentioned to you with this recent one, like, I, I won't delve into it just as far as like spoilers go or anything because I know some people might just still haven't seen it, might want to watch it. But like I mentioned to you, like, there's there's things, there's there's new territories that Zack Snyder tries to go into. And l- listen, say, feel how you feel about Zack Snyder. I'm someone who tends to defend him because. Like, I get it, man. You know, the, the guy knows what he, like, the guy loves what he loves and is very self-referential about his own past work that he admires, which is like, yeah, you should. You should be the biggest fan of your own work, you know? Like, can you imagine if, like, if we did this pod, if, like, if we almost had 100 episodes if we were just like, nah, it's okay. I would, you know, go listen to Talk is Jericho instead. Like, no, of course, like it's, it's one of those things, you know. But so like he he gets a little overly ambitious in this new one, and I think that like at the end of the day, all the only thing that came from that movie was me wanting to like, oh, I want to go watch this first one. I want to go watch Train to Busan. Like it didn't leave me wanting more of this specific franchise, which th- there's already a prequel that they filmed, like it's already in post-production and there's like an animated series as well that will accompany it. And they definitely set up a sequel. So it's just, I don't know, you know, like it's, it's just, it's one of those things where are you, are you kind of putting the, 
you know, are you putting the cart before the horse and you don't even have a cart yet? Or like, what's going on? Well, I, you know, I know you're a big Zack Snyder fan. And for the most part, I am too. I think at this point in his life and his career, he's in this weird, um, like a weird purgatory where like people really love the stuff that he did. And then that's how he got to do a lot of like the DC stuff. And then, you know, Joss Whedon took over because of personal tragedy. And then he got to do the Snyder cut. And then there's a part of him that like, I think is buying into his own hype. And so like he's making weird decisions. I, I don't know what, there's just something I can't place on it about Zack Snyder, but I think, I don't, you know, when people get really famous for something and then they start surrounding themselves with yes men and then mm-hmm. nothing they do is wrong. I, I think maybe there's a little bit of that going on. I just don't know. Like, I've heard people describe Army of the Dead and, and not in the not in the most pleasant of terms. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's uh, it is what it is. And you can't hit a home run every single time, you know. Even even the Marvel Cinematic Universe has Thor two, so and Iron Man three, but I don't I don't know I, I don't know if that's one I want to watch now because I I've just been hearing I probably will watch it I'll be honest with you but it it just doesn't sound like it's the greatest thing since sliced bread. You know what you should watch is Attack the Block because they're yes they, they confirmed that a sequel is coming for those of you guys also another movie we're going to talk about on on this show. Maybe also in October, maybe before. I don't know. But it's Attack the Block. It's it's uh, directed by Joe Cornish. Uh, it stars uh, John Boyega, Finn from Star Wars. It's I that is a movie that I fucking love. I will constantly like bring it up to people whenever they suggest like what should I watch. It's these like uh, this gang, this like a bunch of kids, these these street street hooligans from uh, like the ghettos of like London and. Yeah. Uh, in, it's the fifth of November, I believe, because that's when like they have their all their fireworks and shit, right? Right, something yeah, like that. So I believe it's that day. Um, there's all these like fireworks going off and stuff, and an alien lands in their neighborhood, and they, I, I think it's like the queen of these aliens. So like the, the kids kill it, and I'm not spoiling anything because this all happens within like the first five minutes of the film. Yeah. They like kill, they kill that like alien queen, bring it to this like big time drug dealer that they're like forced to work with, and what ensues is like all these aliens coming to them because they've got like the pheromones of their queen on them, and it's just this like big showdown. It's it's an awesome fucking movie. Uh, Jodie Whittaker is in it. Who's she's in um what's that show uh doctor who like if some of you people are fan if any of you guys are fans of that show like it's an awesome movie and they announce a sequel like now like 10 years later and especially with the way the movie leaves off it's like it definitely kind of leaves space like it was it was kind of one of those like oh hey if you want to make a sequel by all means you can go ahead and make a sequel but if you don't like it's fine kind of the way it ends and like hey, thank thankfully for fucking nerds like me, they're they're definitely making a sequel. And well, well I got to say two two things about the movie because like I, that's a movie I've heard I've heard no one say anything bad about. So two things I feel really bad because it, it used to be on like Netflix and I would see it all the time, 
And I think it was even in my list. And I was just like, yeah, I'll, I'll watch it. I'll watch it. And I never did. And then I think it went off of Netflix. And so I feel like a big dummy. And then two, I mean, what a great thing for John Boyega to be part of again, because like, you know, famously he was Finn. And then he basically said, you know, fuck Star Wars for the portrayal. You know what I mean? It, it, like this guy said, I don't care if this ruins my career. I got to say what I got to say. And he stuck to his guns and good, good that something like that doesn't get blackballed. And then he can, he can do something like uh, an attack the block sequel and people will love him even more for it because he wasn't like a, a mealy mouth little Hollywood bitch. Yeah, you know what I mean? I mean, and like, I don't blame him for getting mad at like what happened with star Wars. Like for these, for those of you guys like unaware, like, this first Star Wars movie he comes out in, he's made to be a big deal. Like, yeah. he is a defected stormtrooper who may or may not be Force-sensitive. Spoiler alert, right. he is. Like, there's all these rumors of, like, oh, shit, like, what the... Like, who is he really? Because, again, like, we call him Finn because we don't know who he really is. He's... Right. His name, as far as he knows, FN2187 because they would just kidnap these kids and force them to be, like, uh, soldiers for them, yeah. you know, very much like it's a thing that happens all around the world. You know, they kidnap these young kids and force them to be part of their army. Um, and the, and his face really kicks off the new trilogy. He's literally like the first thing we see, you know, in the first trailer, and everyone's like, "Oh, a stormtrooper with his helmet off! What the hell?" Yeah, you know what I mean? like there was such a big uh, expectation. They're like, wow, something something big's happening, you know, and especially with such a great actor like John Boyega. But yeah, and then fucking Ryan Johnson comes around and fucks up the whole thing. Where like, literally, him and it was a thing that they mentioned mostly people of color because you have him and Oscar Isaac's, arguably two of the most interesting characters in that whole series. Yeah. Like there was even the most potential. Yeah, like yeah. there was even people where they're like, are they teasing like a romance or are they just really good buddies? Um, which they were like, oh, we wish. You know, everyone was like, including them, they were like, yeah, they should have made us a couple. But like, you even have that second movie with like Rose. I'm not a fan of the Rose character at all. And even then, like, I'm like, yeah, they did her pretty shady as well, where it's like, if you look at that second Star Wars movie, basically every character of color gets fuck all to do. They're like, here, here's something to keep you busy. And yeah. nothing. They they do nothing. Like, look at Oscar Isaac's character, and I know I'm getting into a little rant about, but it's like they could have done they could have saved so much by just like, hey, listen, this is the plan, this is what we're doing. Instead they like do dick all with him and make him this like crazy person the whole movie. And same thing, like John Boyega and Rose, they, you know, they get like, Oh, here's this mission, go on this fucking planet and do all this only for for it to be for nothing. You know? Yeah. And then again, it's just there was a lot of characters of color within the the Disney. It's Lucasfilm and Disney touted as like a whole new chapter, so much res- representation. But like ultimately, what they meant was like we're gonna give a white woman something to do finally in one of these films that doesn't be the damsel in distress, and we're gonna hire gay people, people of color, and just tout them as like our token. Hey, look at us, we're woke. And they did nothing, and John Boyega called them out on that. And like again, like you mentioned, like rightfully so. And you know, like I mean, I'm, he he was right out there protesting with people. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And he was like, "This this could ruin my career, but I don't give a shit." And you know, 
fuck yeah for him. Exactly. Good job. So I'm really excited about this in particular, you know, um, because again, like if you haven't seen Tech the Black, I implore you go out there and watch it. Like it is, and yeah, I'm not sure where if it's streaming anywhere now. Or I know, like you mentioned, it used to be on Netflix, so that's constantly where I would rewatch it. I I wound up buying it because I was just like I I watch this so often I might as well. Um, yeah. But hey, speaking of movies, I'm definitely gonna watch. It. No, definitely you have to uh, coming soon on Scrumpet Stakes Family Video. Uh, also, you know we're we're talking all these movies. Dave and I we we talk movies every week. You know yep. we have our Patreon show and we talk movies every week. And since we're talking Patreon, I want to give a shout out to all all the Patreon members. I'm gonna do it in reverse this time since I always go uh, in the list. So of course, first shout out to my Godfather Jesus. Um, shout out Jesus. Shout out Jesus. I, yeah, I'm pretty sure he would. Be, I'm pretty sure he'd be down to do one of these movie reviews with us. I, I guess. Don't, I don't know. I gotta talk to him. Uh, but we have, you know, we're talking like horror movies and zombie movies and stuff. Our boy John Cena loves horror movies himself. So also definitely gonna have to get him on to uh, talk some of these zombie movies, horror movies. We have the great and powerful WH Park, who's the king of Japanese wrestling, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, I'm too busy with just everything to keep up with what's going on in japan although i hear there's uh, rumblings going on in new japan right now and uh that will osprey may not be injured he might have just dropped that title and gone home um but you know we'll see what happens uh, of course brandon from new jersey uh he loves himself some mma i know nothing but he really loves it and so i really love that for him uh, our man Anthony Torres, who will join us this week for Scrump and Stang's family video, you know he he picked the mummy and it was all, it was awesome getting to talk to him. That's also kind of one of the fun things where like through the Patreon, like you know it happened like a few weeks ago with like uh, Joshua Davis, where we finally got to talk to him, you know, because we only ever like really communicated with him online, but like getting to see them and and hear them and and talk with them that that's always a lot of fun. Um, yeah. Vivian, uh, Vivian, I'm letting you know now. Dave and I, we're working on something. We're brewing up some stuff, and you are very particularly fond of what we're going to be doing. So, you will probably be joining on on us with that. But more to more to come with that. Very cryptic, Taffy. I will. I'll, so I've been debating about whether or not I'm going to double or nothing next week. Or, yeah. Uh, and I was asking Taffy if she was going to be there. Cause I might I might go down with the Heredias. I'll talk about that after this. But Taffy's, yeah. Taffy's got a wedding this weekend, so you know there goes that. But um, Ryan Crossley has been <laughs> this guy's been keeping me updated with all his Invincible comics, and I'm loving it. <laughs> like I I almost bought some I almost bought some today. I was out of, I was out at the comic book store. I know I almost bought some today, but I was like I, I I still have I still have unopened. They're still in plastic. So I'm over here on my desk. I was like, I have to finish these before I even touch those. Uh, Joe, Hot Topic Joe. I was in a Hot Topic this weekend, and I thought of him. I was just like, oh, man. I was like, every girl they hire here, just I'm in love with, you know? And, and, and we often think of him when we're not in Hot Topics. Yeah, I you know, I think of him, yeah, when I'm not in Hot Topics. Sometimes I see, you know, like just men with long hair, and I'm like, get the fuck out of here. You know? Yeah. You're, you're no Joe. That's uh, nice. That's no Joe. Yeah, uh, you know, uh, shout shout out our boy Jonathan Mayer. Shout out uh, Shannon Howenick as well. Our man Neil. I'm excited. We're gonna be talking with Neil soon. I think next month. Um, and his choice is pretty interesting. You know, I not not something that I was just like, oh, 
I was like, that that's interesting, but it'll be fun, you know, regardless getting to talk to him because, of course, Neil Neil's an angel and, you know, love me some Neil. Um, did I mention Ryan Mears or Ryan Crossley earlier? I might have said – I meant – what's up? You mentioned Ryan Crossley, the oh. microbrawler scout. Well, what I meant – I meant to say Ryan Mears because Ryan Crossley keeps – I mean, Ryan Crossley, great guy as well. Loved him to also microbrawlers, keeps us updated on – you know what's going on with that as well as sending us some fun Power Ranger stuff. I met Ryan Mears. Ryan Mears is the invincible man. All right. As far as I'm concerned. All right. As far as I'm concerned, he is invincible. And once Chicago wrestling shows get started again, I'm excited to, to see him at those. Cause that's where we would see him all the time. Um, Joshua Davis as well. Shout out Joshua. I've been seeing a lot of people talk about Twister and I'm pretty sure it's because of Joshua Davis. So he, he, he implanted that seed in everyone's brain. Hey, he made it in again. Um, We have Jesse Kohlenberg as well. Shout out Jesse Kohlenberg. Uh, Lovely friend of the show. Love him. Shout out Wisconsin. Uh, We have Clifford Frazier as well. Clifford, he he has a fun choice as well. I got to see if it's still the movie he wants to go with. But I think it's one that, like, people either love or hate. Um, And, I mean, like, I know I personally, like, it's it's a fun movie as well. It's, uh, It's one of those, like, movies that has a lot of social commentary that people don't always necessarily pick up on right away but once you once you notice it you notice it uh and of course i saved last but not least uh our little brother mark villanueva who we mentioned earlier um you know it was his birthday this week and he got a reply from hangman (laughs) ryan recorded this video of him uh months ago where he was like, because he started calling himself the Hangman Page of Pro Wrestling Tees. For those of you guys don't know where Hangman Page, a wrestler, uh, wrestles for AEW, he's the cowboy. And Bark st- started walking around wearing a cowboy hat that was at the shop. And so he just started calling himself the Hangman Page of Pro Wrestling Tees. And he recorded this video where he was like, hey, Hangman, like I'm Mark Villanueva. I'm the Hangman Page of Pro Wrestling Tees. And... Ryan, where do, you, where do you get your vests? Yeah, he's like, where do you get your vests? And uh, it's it's a fun video. And Ryan was always like, I'm gonna send it to Hangman so he can see. And Mark was like, No, 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 you know, don't do it because he he just did it for a goof, for a haha. And uh, he he finally, he posted it on Facebook or on Instagram yesterday, and Hangman replied. So hopefully now Mark can get some vests like him. I got I got Mark, Frank and I got Mark a really really fun. Uh, birthday present that he'll like i'll tell you what it is when we get off the air but uh you know bl- bl- blessed to be working with mark because uh yeah. you know he's uh he's our little buddy and it's always he's fun working with him every time yeah. exactly uh dave i've got some uh updates on the new pro wrestling the pwt cast studio it is uh slated to be painted this week wednesday Ooh, i believe I can't wait. yeah i can't do we knock all those shelves up uh i just need to actually get them so uh I mentioned before we have a new studio that's coming. It's uh, one of these offices upstairs, um, and it is such a pain. Like th- there's these like shelves that not shelves. It's like it's a whole desk. It's a, it it's like yeah. on three walls of the room are like countertops that were poorly, mind yeah. you, poorly installed. Because um, I'm removing them, and I'm just like I don't think these people knew what they were doing. Or they just maybe didn't think an idiot would go to remove them. But nonetheless, um, I had to remove them. And it they're all, like, loose now. But I actually need I need a second person with me there. Yeah. So I might just do that tomorrow. I might just pull Mark or someone. Um, maybe Raul. I know Raul's probably listening. Maybe I'll pull him and do it. But, um, 
yeah, just to get these fucking shelves out. But my uncle's coming Tuesday to patch everything up because uh, your boy definitely made some holes in walls uh, trying to angrily remove shelves. But it's fine because everything's getting patched up anyway. And um, yeah, it'll be painted Wednesday. And yeah, sh- shortly after that, we'll, you know, we'll be in there. And uh, I'm excited to show everyone because even with this one, we never we always kind of just talked about it, never really showed anyone. But with this new office, like it's definitely going to be something that Dave and I, we've talked about like extensively, like filming ourselves, you know, filming ourselves do this. Um, it's It's been something people have requested before. And uh, I think it would just be something cool just in general, just to show off because yeah. all you guys who are listening, you guys know how, much, how big of nerds we are. And this this room especially like listen i was at ikea this weekend getting ideas it's always fun just walking into these like already built rooms that they have and kind of just like okay i'm like that would look nice here oh we could definitely use that um so some fun stuff coming in regards to that uh well and and we always talk about it too we're we're handsome boys and we've been depriving you guys of like seeing us as well as hearing us and that's just not fair to you so uh we're gonna rectify that soon enough yeah, I mean, especially, especially too with like, so we're, <laughs> um, with we're so we're, there's going to be a new show coming soon. I'm not exactly sure when. Uh, maybe closer to episode hundred, we'll be announcing it. Oh my god, there's, oh, there's also another special project. Listen, we we're going all out for episode one hundred. All right, listen, yep. it might it might nobody might listen. It might be like just a regular episode in terms of like interaction and, and downloads and stuff like that. But like, we're going all out. There's a special product that I, that I have being made. Uh, it's fun. Oh God. It's so fun. And like, I told Ryan about, I was like, Hey, I'm making this. And he was just like, okay, cool. You know, like didn't care. Uh, which like, I can't imagine any, like any boss, like any boss that I've had where I'm like, Hey, I'm making this specific item and your face is going on it. And he's just like, cool, you know, but we're, we're doing that. Um, and so that's going to be fun. But we, again, we, we have another show that's, that's, that's coming new. I also have another show that I've been, I was thinking about, I'll, I'll talk to you about afterwards about that completely separate from all of this. Um, but with that coming up and it, like, it'll fit the aesthetic of, of what we have going on. Like, um, I'm, I'm just i'm being so cryptic i don't you know like it's, it's one of those things someone's probably listening like tell us what the fuck you mean we don't understand what you're so saying vague. Yeah. yeah but it's just you know like listen like as we approach episode 100 like it's 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 kind of like a big milestone for us and uh you you know like what are like you per, like personally dave what are what are what are some goals or what are some things that you want to accomplish you know in year two of uh the pwt cast well, you know, we've we've always worked really hard on getting guests. Um, you know, with the way the world is going, you know, at first we had the hurdle of the pandemic, right? And then it was our original goal was everything we do, we're going to do in person live. And then that became impossible. And so we thought about it, we adapted, and I think we did pretty well. Um, and then now that stuff's starting to ramp up, we, we've had like a bunch of interviews lined up, but then like everything opened up. And so like, you know, you can't fault the people we're going to interview for grabbing money opportunities, <laughs> you know, that c- conflict with our free opportunities. So, um, and we've talked about this too. Like 
we've gotten so much support from you guys listening. Um, and we, we do think you guys like to hear like our day-to-day stuff. And so we've been trying to do a little bit more of that. Um, and we've gotten really good responses from the Patreon show. So, you know, I know we're being cryptic about it, but we've been tossing, we've been tossing balls back and forth, figuring out, Hey, what, what can we do to, keep it fresh, mix stuff up, you know, maybe start something new and maybe retire some stuff. You know, we're just, we're planning on stuff. So there's that, you know, we talked about the video stuff. Uh, you know, I think there, there's real big opportunities to have a lot of fun with that and to also bring in some of the people uh, from the shop onto video stuff. Like traditionally, every time we've had someone from the shop, everyone's like, man, I love hearing from the people that are actually part of the PWT cast. So I think, I think that's in the cards. Um, There's a whole ocean of opportunity that I think we can go to. And does it mean we're going to be busier? Yeah. Um, And we're, we're all very busy at the moment too, but you know, doing this podcast has been so much fun on so many levels. And, you know, just the people that we meet at shows or people that show us love through social media that we've become genuine friends with. It's been great. And I feel like we're building like a nice little community. So anything that can give back to you guys more for showing us love, you know, we're, we're working on a bunch of stuff. So, um, other than that, you know, there was a time when we started this where episode 100 almost seemed like, an insane thing for us to get to. And we're right here knocking on the door. Uh, I can't wait to get Ryan in there. And we got some fun ideas for that episode, but uh, I don't know. How about you? What do you think, Berto? Um, I, I've, I'm big on like manifesting things because yes. that's, and it's worked so far. I mean, listen, it's definitely worked so far. Not with everything, you know, like I've definitely been yeah. like, Oh boy, would it be nice to have a million dollars? And then, yeah, that does you know, but again, like there's been things. So definitely things things that I want. I'll go ahead and list them off. Is number one, I want CM Punk on here. Like yes, CM Punk for all intents and purposes, like saved my love of wrestling. Um, my favorite wrestler. He's also just like a genuinely fucking cool dude. Like I know there's like CM Punk's and asshole stories, and those people can go fuck themselves. Because again, I've been around the guy enough to know that like if you have a CM Punk was a jerk to me story, it's probably because you yourself were like being a piece of shit. Yeah. Um, two more Kevin Smith. I, yeah, I want both you and I to sit down and have like a lengthy episode with Kevin Smith. And again, that's also like, Oh, I mean, even with punk, that's something that's definitely attainable. It's more so just like getting the courage to ask him and listen, nobody likes being rejected. Yeah. And I hate it. And listen, I like when he comes into the shop, I'm someone he says hello to. He knows me by name. We talk. And even then I get nervous. But like, you know, I I think that can happen. So maybe that. No, you know what? That will happen. We see him. We will get CM Punk on the PWT cast again. So the Kevin Smith episode as well. There's something that we might be working on. That might even be too cryptic. There's something that might be happening in which we might get the opportunity to talk with him. Um, yes. So, again, that that's something that again that I want to manifest. And if, and if we if we can leverage it at all, we're gonna be sticking a crowbar in that thing and yank it. 
we're, we're going to get as much leverage out of it as we can. Oh yeah. Listen, like it is so crazy to me that like episode 13 even happened, you know, it's the one yeah. with Kevin Smith and Jason Mewes. It's crazy to me that even happened. Like, you know, like it, I almost feel like, like there will be some wrestlers, like independent wrestlers who will be like, Oh man, like I wrestled like Ric Flair once, you know, in this in, like Bumblefuck, Ohio, uh, at this show that nobody remembers ever, but like I got to wrestle him, and that's very much how I feel about like I got to podcast with Kevin Smith. Granted, he's podcast with a lot of people. Like to me, he is like the godfather of podcasts. Yeah. Um So you know that as well. Um, I would like to um, like double the patrons that we have. You know, I think we have a lot of fun content on there, and there's more fun stuff coming. Um, I would love to like, let's say, let's get up to 37. 37 is my favorite number. We have 17 people now. Like if you get 20 more people, that'd be fucking awesome. Like if we get, if we get up to, I'll say this. If you can get up to 50 Patreon subscribers, I'll get a PWT cast tattoo. So we'll throw that out there. Um, another, another thing is, uh, um, I want to do, I want to do another live show. We did, you know, we, we were we were fortunate enough to, again, very early into this, like two months into this. Uh, exposure. We didn't know what we were doing, and I don't know about you, I was absolutely terrified. <laughs> I was too, but you know, we were lucky enough that we had we had um, Zach Showalker, we had yeah. Wes there, we had Cash there. Um, who shout out Cash? He's like my little brother. He, if you go over to Wes's page, he won. Uh, he won an award for just being fucking awesome. I love Cash, so shout out sing Cash. Singing his ass off. Exactly, sing, the boy can sing. All right, yeah. the boy can play ukulele as well. Um, he's already more talented at like thirteen, fourteen than I am at almost when I'm at twenty seven. So shout out Cash. But uh, I, you know, that live show, yeah, it was fun. You know, like Vivian was there. I remember Frank was like afterwards. He was like, "Why'd you guys mention me so much?" It's like I don't know, Frank, because I was fucking nervous, and you were the <laughs> you were like the one person. There. <laughs> yeah, you, you were the biggest person there that we could see standing up above everyone. Um, but I would like to do another live show because, um, yeah, like I think, it, and I, I think that would be just a fun experience for us. You know, yeah. whether you know whether we sink or swim, I still think it would be a, a fun thing to have under our belt. Because and I think we'll do it better. We, you know, we're more confident. Uh, we've got way more fans now. You know what I mean? It, it'll just be something that I think will be more enjoyable and less nerve wracking. Definitely not. Like I, I talk about it all the time. Like we, I feel like we're more confident now as podcasters. Like some of those early episodes, it's like, welcome to episode five of the PWT cast. I'm scrump and this is stank. Um, Dave, do you remember? You know, like it's just because we were nervous. We might have not been as charismatic and confident as we are now, but it was just that. We were nervous. Um, and, yeah, I definitely think that we could, you know, do something more with that. Um, I think us writing a comic book or taking part in a comic book um, would be fun. You know, like you and I, like, in our fucked up brains, uh, you know, one of the fun things is when we kind of just, like, go back and forth on, like, what do you think about this? And cause you just brainstorm things. Um, I think that would be fun. Like, and I know this, this one is probably not likely, probably unattainable, but for episode 200, I really want to get Dave Batista. Like, <laughs> 
I again, I know it's almost it's it's damn near impossible. But for episode two hundred, I if we can make it to if we can make it another two years, I think within those next two years, we could find a way to fucking talk to Dave Batista. Oh, we got to make it happen. You know, like there ha- like there has to be something, and again, it's just one of those like goals that i'm like i'm gonna fucking throw it out there and and do what i can because um like i was listening to a podcast earlier in the week the wellness policy you know uh, friends of the show waiting and jordan goodman um they have like a mental health podcast over post wrestling that they do every month and their guest he was talking about like uncertainty and and like the things that you do where it's like in particular to like particularly about podcasts and how oftentimes people people just want instant gratification, and I don't blame I don't blame people for being that way because we live in a society now where instantly, like whatever you want, you can get. You know, or is there a delicious meal that you want? You can go out there right now and get it. Uh, you know, is there is there a high that you want? You can probably go buy that drug right now. Like you want sex? I'm pretty sure you can find. So, you know, like you can, you can just throw money at these things and get that instant gratification of things. The one thing you can't is like, or like, there's no such thing as like overnight success, you know, like I'm a, like, I'm a big fan of impractical jokers, you know? And uh, they recently, there was like an episode where I think it was like their hundredth episode or something like that, where they were on the road. No, it wasn't their hundredth episode. It was another episode, but it was like, it was them talking about kind of how they got started and them going on the road and stuff. And really it took them 19 years before like they got their TV show. And that was 19 years of them like fucking around doing improv of them. Just like just working at it. And sometimes that's what it takes, you know, like it's just sometimes people do just stumble their way into these things and good for them, lucky for them, you know, like with us, like a thing that's like, oh, how come like pro wrestling tees never like retweet? And it's just like, because like, this is our own thing, you know, like this isn't something that Ryan is selling. This isn't something that like Ryan is really involved with aside from like, hey, we're using your company's name. Like this is like our own thing. And like. I'm pretty proud of how successful we've been at it, how like how much we've stuck to it. Like a lot of thing that like coworkers of ours and friends of ours will say is like, oh my God, I can't believe you're already like at that level because everyone starts a podcast and some people stick with it and some people don't. And like we've never missed a week, you know? Yeah. There was there was one week in particular, I think it was the Ethan Page episode, where we put it out a little bit later but we've never missed an episode. We've never, you know, like sometimes we've done two fucking episodes a week as far as like extra stuff that we've like, you know, just thrown in there. Um, and even more so now that we have the Patreon, like it's with our work schedules, it's not always the easiest thing to like record everything, but like we've managed a way to, to do it. And, um, you know, like who knows, maybe, you know, maybe we've peaked and as many fans as we get are all the fans that we're going to get. And that's fine with me. You know, if I'm talking to the same, you know, X amount of people weekly, that is 100% fine with me because this has never been, I'm not expecting to be like, I'm not expecting you and I to be fucking Jake and Logan Paul, you know, <laughs> like I'm, I'm not like, you know, we were never going to be we're, Joe Rogan. We're not, we're not nearly as douchey either. <laughs> not nearly as douchey as well. Yeah. And, well, you know, and 
I also think too, like you know, you have someone like Ryan who who's done well in business and is well loved, you know, especially in the pro wrestling garment community. But like you know, someone like him always gets hit up to get co-signed on stuff, right? Like, like, hey man, I got a great idea. I, like, how many times did he get that a day? And so, like, when we came up to him, you know, you know, we say it all the time. He's like, one, don't ask me for money. Two, don't ask me for guests, and I won't be on the show. And, you know, to a lot of people, they would say, well, what the fuck? But, like, we love that about it. It's like, all right, because now we're, we could do whatever the fuck we want, pretty much. And then he gave us a goal. Like, all right, well, you know, it's very easy to say, and uh, some people have said it, you know, you the only reason you've done as well as you guys have done is because of of pro wrestling tees. And maybe, maybe a little bit of that's true, but I think a lot of it is we've gone out of our way to not lean so heavily on our connection with the shop other than like we work there. So that's what the show's about, but we've never been like, Hey Ryan, we need some equipment, fork over some cash or, Hey, you know what I mean? We, we pay for our office. Uh, every, every bit of promotional stuff we've done has come out of pocket and you know, it's, it's starting to get a little better with our Patreon, but like this really has been a labor of love, uh, sweat, you know, our time, you know, and so whatever success we've got, we definitely feel we've earned it. And, um, and it's all because of you guys. And, you know, we're almost at a hundred. Here's to 200 Dave Batista, get ready. Cause we're coming for you. Yeah, no, like it's definitely, yeah, like you, you mentioned, it's definitely something we've worked hard at. And yeah, like again, and it seems, it seems silly. Cause it's not like, it's not like once, once we're done recording and posting episode 100, it's not like, and now everything changes and, you know, like, the world is our oyster. Like, no, like, it'll just be like any other week, you know, it'll just be another thing because then the next week, it's just right back to normal, right back, you know. But it's, again, to us, to us at least, it is it is something to like, hell yeah, we did that, you know, because, yeah. you know, like, Again, not every podcast makes it to like a hundred episodes, especially not like weekly, consistently. Like some sometimes people take like breaks and and things like that, and and that's fine. Yeah, no, that that's fine. Like some fine. some people do do that, and if that works for them, hey man, by all means. But like, no, it's just I definitely. I would also say, even if we just had ten listeners, we'd still be doing it. Even if we had one listener, we'd still be doing it because one, we love doing this. This has been like one of the great joys, you know, just being able to, how, how many times have people said, oh man, I want to do a podcast. Like any person I've mentioned it to, that's like a friend of mine. That's, yeah, I do a podcast. I always get, oh, I've always wanted to do a podcast. And there's so many people that just stop at that. I've always wanted to. And then they don't take that step. You know what I mean? And we mentioned how unpolished we were at the beginning. We were terrified. We're like, at least, like, even up to the Kevin Smith thing, even during, I'm sure you were terrified talking to him. But, like, that's the thing. Like, get out of your comfort zone. Go do it. Go do that thing that you want to do. Whatever pain you'll feel from it, it's not going to hurt that bad. You know what I mean? And even if you suck at it and it doesn't work, at least you, at least you don't have to say, I always wish I did. And, um, we're really big on that. Just go out and do, do that thing you want to do. And 
you do it well enough and you stick to it long enough, you'll have fun doing it and you'll get something out of it. Yeah, and listen, and I'm and I'm all, and I'm someone who like I constantly just spread the word of pro wrestling tees, you know, of PWT cast. Like I like I you know I mean in general I'm usually head to toe in pro wrestling tees and or PWT cast stuff. Like I look like a minor league athlete with just how much like the logo is just brazened on me. It's fucking tattooed on me, you know. So it's clearly something like I love. And that's why it's like whenever anyone's like, hey, do you want to be on my podcast? Aside from one specific one, you know, I'll be like, yeah, sure. Fuck yeah, I'll do it. Like, let, let's go. Let's, you know, I'll be on your show. And yeah, you know, so it is like I'm I'm I don't expect us to, you know, I don't expect the train to stop anytime soon. You know, this train isn't stopping at Busan. It's fucking heading to the moon. Um, yeah. Hopefully not like that Dogecoin because my my crypto wallet is not looking great, Dave. Um, I'll tell you that, but it's okay. You buy the dip, buy at the dip. If anyone's listening, you know, don't sell. Buy the dip. Um, yep. Because hopefully we all get rich from that. Um, but yeah, you know that again. This was just another one of those episodes where again, unfortunately, our guest that we had planned had other stuff, and we weren't gonna, you know, we're not gonna tell them no. <laughs> if they're well, getting- yeah, they're getting we can't paid get they're getting, about that. Yeah, they, yeah, they're getting paid for that. It's like, by all means, dude, go do that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. The wrestling business is a business. And any time that anyone's ever afforded us, you know, from from people that we, you know, that we work with that are just friends to all the way to people like, you know, like Vicky Guerrero's or the, the Nick Aldis's or the Young Bucks, you know, they don't have to do shit for us and, and we don't, we never, never, never take that for granted. So, you know, when they're available, we'll get them. Exactly. Um, Dave, uh, it's, uh, I guess we could just wrap it up there. You know, we've kind of rambled on for a while now and, um, yeah. Pontificating. Pontificating. <laughs> yeah. Blowing ourselves. Uh, yeah. So like we mentioned a new episode of go, go scrump and sink this week, as well as a uh, scrump and stings family video. And I think, you know, we recorded next month. So I've been doing this like, oh, here's like a, a free one. So you guys can kind of get like a little preview of, of what we do. Um, next month, we d- we're releasing a first week of next month for uh, Google or for Scrump and Sync Family Video will be an episode of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I loved that episode that we did so much. So yeah. I'm going to. It was thinking, like a two hour episode. Oh, yeah. It was, it was a pretty hefty one. So I think that one. Last last one for a while that I'm gonna drop for free in case you guys are still like, ah, should I join? Should I not? You know, kind of just like a little teaser of like, okay, this is generally what, how these go. Like, you know, maybe it is your thing, maybe it's not. By all means, you know, don't be pressured to join. But that one I'll drop uh, early for patrons, and then um, you know, at some point in the week for for the regular guys. Because again. Um, that first week of June will be a lot of announcements coming as far as this podcast goes and uh, some fun Patreon stuff. So be on the lookout for that. Uh, but hey, again, you know, thanks to, you know, thank you to all the patrons. Thank you as well to our sponsors. You know, we have uh, M3 Toys, Cryptic Closet, Gorilla Publishing. Uh, you know, you guys are, are wonderful. Go check out, you know, our friends' podcast as well. You know, we have uh, the Allen Club. I mentioned them earlier. Why did we ever meet over at Jabroni U? Uh, you know, all our friends thankful for everyone who supported us in this endeavor and hey 
episode 200 right around the corner as well uh but for this week's episode of the pwt cast ivan scrump and this is stink and this is friend of the show kenny omega kenny omega here friend of the show we've run out of things to say here at the pwt cast and so i must bid you adieu goodbye and good night bang bang